It's green for go. They're racing. He says go. He says Tara. And Tiger Tara rolls away from them on the home turn. Here comes another big boil over. Equine athleticism at its best. The king is in the castle once more. This is in one race. The rest are almost in another post. She is a star with a capital S. It's going to be a triple treat. A miracle three-peat. Ladies and gentlemen, you have witnessed history here at Menangle. What about that? It's getting right up on the sprint lane and it's going to bolt in. Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Sprint Lane Podcast. My name is Greg Hayes and it is a very important weekend coming up with the running of the New South Wales Breeders' Challenge Finals. Six finals, four Group 1s, the two four-year-old finals make it an outstanding Sunday of racing. So if you have the opportunity, why not get out to Tabcourt Park Menangle and watch some of the best young horses in the country compete for great prize money. So, what is this podcast all about? Well, normally, I host the Sunday Session podcast, where I review all of the action from an angle on a Saturday night, but today, it's all about looking forward and previewing all of the great action coming up. Normally, a preview would look at each of the races in numerical order, but I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to look at all the Group 1s first, then I'll have a look at the four-year-old finals, the free-for-all, and then finally, the other support races on the card. I've got the leading players joining me throughout the podcast. People who will join me include Luke McCarthy, Nathan Turnbull, Mark Pitt, Jack Trainer, Cam Hart, Ricky Alchin. So basically, everyone who's driving a favourite on Sunday in the Group 1s will be on the show. It's going to be a big preview. I hope you enjoy it. So let's get straight into it and kick off by looking at the first of the Group 1 finals. The two-year-old fillies, they go around in race five at 2.24. The market from Tab, Serratus Loy is at $23. Platinum Jewel, 51 Renewal at $4.40. Lover Rushes 16, Luxa Turner, the short priced favourite at $1.28. Our Ultimate Luca is a $51 chance, so too is Aramet Girl. First Emergency Stylish Lazarus at $81, Bettine at $101, Elusive at $9.50, Libby Lou, number 11, at $51, and the Second Emergency Sweet Haley Jane is 12, and there's an $81 chance. First up, let's hear from Ricky Alchin, the trainer of Luxa Turner. What did you make of the barrier draw, Ricky? Yeah, look, um, I think it's quite a good barrier draw. Uh, obviously, probably would have preferred Emma Stewart's runner to the outside of us, but, um, you know, we we can't wish for everything. They're, they're always dangerous at stable. So you've drawn in barrier five, um, and you mentioned Emma Stewart's filly renewal. She's drawn in barrier three. How do you, how do you see the race unfolding in the first 400 metres? Look, I'll be very aggressive at the start and potentially the whole race. Um, you know, I haven't let the handlebars off my filly yet. I've been waiting for the time to do it. She's drawn well. So, um, you know, I'm expecting, yeah, expecting her to go very, very good. I know you were, um, you thought Elusive ran a really good race in the semifinals. It's drawn awkwardly out in gate 10. Um, doesn't get the chance to, to get that soft run behind you this time. No, that's right. And I mean... They're obviously going to have to put her into the race at some point, which, you know, um, maybe it will be the start. I'm not sure what their tactics will be. But, you know, we we proved last week that we crossed it from out wide. So, you know, I'd be extremely surprised if um, if she managed to cross us at the start. So, you know, I'll be looking to get in between her and Renewal and, and you know, just keep pressing forward for as long as I have to. Are there any other dangers in the race, or do you think it's just the, the three of you? Oh, no. Um, 
See, I actually thought my brother's horse, Jared's filly, was her, her runs have been really good, um, and she seems to be a filly that's improving. Um, so, you know, obviously, if she improves a little bit more, she'll, um, you know, she can figure. And, I mean, it all just depends on, you know, how the race has run. Obviously, it's still a race, and it's not over until the fat lady sings. Um, and I'm sure none of them are going to make it easy for Luxa Turner, but, you know, we've got the... We've got the riding on the board, and we've—I know—we've got the horsepower there, so we'll be driving her accordingly. And yeah, um, if anything goes with her, well, they deserve to go with her and beat her. And what about since the semi-final? Everything's gone right for you? Yeah, look, um, I just could not be happier with her, Greg. Um, you know, every now and then, leading up to big races, you can have little hiccups or little hiccups throughout the the season. But touch wood, we've still got a few days to go. But um, Look, I couldn't have her any better, and her work, we gave her a bit of a hit out on Sunday, and uh, I was extremely happy with her. So, yeah, she, she'll, she's ready to roll. Well, we've just heard from Ricky Alchin as he's discussed the chances of Luxa Turner. The main danger looks to be renewal, and renewal is trained by Emma Stewart, will be driven by Mark Pitt. Mark, what are your thoughts on renewal? Yeah, look, um, you know, she's, she's sort of... She's a great little mare. Um, you know, she's got a good draw, but um, she's got some good opposition to race against too. So, uh, yeah, look, she's still going to need a little bit of luck in the run as well. How much pressure do you think there'll be at the start in that race? Yeah, look, I think there's going to be a fair bit of gate speed. Um, sort of, maybe more so Lucky Turner than um, any of the other runners. So if you were able to, to maybe sit on the back of Luxa Turner, would that be the ideal spot for you? Or you, would you be happy to try and hold the front for a little while? Well, I sort of, you know, um, it sort of depends on um, really how much pressure comes from Luxa Turner, but um, and then what the sort of the connections would like to do either whether they want to, you know, take a trail or whether they want to do hold the front. So, um, you know, it's just going to be one of those things after the first 50 or 100, it'll be sort of made up the decision from there. It does look a, a two horse race on paper. Yeah, it seems to be, but, um, you know, anything can happen in them to the races. Driver Cameron Hart had the choice of Aramet Girl or our ultimate Luca. This is what he thinks of Aramet Girl. Yeah, she just did everything she had to. Um, you know, Jack filled in for me when I was down in Melbourne and she followed the pegs and, and only probably got a shot at the 200 and made up a bit of ground and it was really only a sprint up the straight in that uh, qualifier. So I thought she looked quite sharp. Um, and yeah, she's been a really nice filly. She obviously raced through the Bathurst series earlier in the year, and she's sort of raced at a good level the whole way. Our ultimate Luca, I spoke with Jared on the weekend, and he was really impressed with her run in her semi. Yeah, I thought she was super. She's obviously hasn't got the match experience of some of those other fillies, but um, she's just coming coming on in leaps and bounds every race, and um, obviously closed in a really good quarter in that semi final, and looked good on the line. So um, yeah, I think. Obviously, Ricky Alch's filly looks to be a really good filly and be one out of the box, but I think she could still you know, run into some money um, the way she's improving every start. Luke McCarthy will drive Sarah to Sloy from barrier number one, and this is what he thinks of her chances. Yeah, she's a nice filly. She's, you know, she's probably just below their top fillies, but um, from the draw, she's definitely a good place chance. If she could be three pegs, as you said, place chance is probably a good result for her. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, barrier one, that gives her the opportunity to, to fill a place for sure. Jack Trainer drove Aramet Girl in the semi-final of the two-year-old fillies, and he's back on again this week in the final. Uh, yeah, I managed to drive her while Cam was away last week. She's a, a lovely filly, just um, got great manners and 
has been real consistent throughout the whole season. Uh, probably, unfortunately for her, it, it's a really strong group of two-year-olds. Lots to turn a drawing in close. Um, looks like it's probably its race to lose. Um, and then, obviously, the Jeff Webster runner a bit wider makes it a bit more difficult, but they're probably the two class runners. And, yeah, it's going to be an exciting race, but she's got great manners. And, yes, I was happy with her off the one drive I've given her. So if she could fill a low place or, you know, fourth or fifth money, I'd be wrapped. Do you just look to duck for cover with her straight from the start? I think so. I think we've just been trying to slot in. I think, yeah, luck to turn it like the early leader and, and an easy leader. So uh, you never know in these big races. But uh, I think we're probably just better off driving her for a bit of luck and hoping we can get a good check out of it. After hearing from the major players, this is the first of the group ones and Luxa Turner is the dominant favourite. I'm all in with this filly and right now I think she's the best two-year-old in the country. I think she'll lead. I think she'll win. She looks a really good multi-builder because she is short but it's hard to see her being beaten. The barrier draw gives Renewal the chance to sit on Loxa Turner's back and have last crack at her. So she's the logical danger. Elusive had a much bigger chance of winning until the draw. Because of the fact she's drawn wide on the track, her winning chances diminish. Very good place chance. She'd need a lot of things to go her way to turn the tables on the favourite. And Lover Reshers will be able to settle close from the good draw. Looks a good first four chance. Five Luxa Turner, three Renewal, ten Elusive, and four Lover Reshers. Time to take a look at the two-year-old Colts and Geldings final. And in this one, the barrier draw and market from Tab. Wipeout has drawn barrier one at $12, two American Spirit at 14 Number three, Paradise Point, a $51 chance. Four, Cabana at 34 Five, got a Lockheed. The first emergency is at $101. Six, kick the switch. The second emergency at $101. Seven, Wardan Buddy for Emma Stewart and Mark Pitt, $1.65 and favourite. Eight, Nathan Street for Jack Trainer and Freddie Tabor at $3.30. Then we get out to nine, Harmony at $34. Ten, Double Fear is at $101. Eleven, Royal Cruiser, who was very good in his semi-final and got the nod in the stewards' room at $9.50. And Ironclad for Robbie Morrison, Grant Dixon is at $21. Jack Trainer takes the drive on Nathan Street again, drawn outside the favourite, Wardan Buddy, who does look very hard to beat. I would have loved to have drawn inside... Um the other horse, but uh, unfortunately we can't always get what you want, but uh, I think you did right, it's probably the most intriguing race of the day uh, again, I said it before the semi-finals last week, I wouldn't trade my guy for anyone, I think he's a really, really nice horse uh, his work's been really good in between his semi-final and up to now and yeah, it, it's going to, I think that's probably going to be the most one of the most exciting races of the day, um, we'll be coming out you know, safely and as good as we can. And, you know, I think I'm just going to drive him like he's the best horse in the race. And uh, hopefully I'm not far off the money. But, yeah, I really like this horse. And I think he's one of my better drives of the day. They could really go some time. Obviously, Royal Cruiser, um, you know, getting the, the nod in the stewards' room um, in the semi final. They, they ran time in that race. But just with so many chances, they could really run some time in that race. Yeah, I think they will, especially if we get a nice day. Like, you know, I think the semi-finals have all sort of averaged at around 152, um, which, but I've got no doubt that they'll be able to chase a second, if not two off that come final day. And uh, I know my guy's up to it. Well, I'm sure my guy's up to it. And yeah, like you said, with Bernie Torch drawing a bit out, further out, it probably gives me a little bit of insurance that there might be a bit of cover coming. But at the same time, too, I'll, I'll be pretty bullish to drive my fellow confident this week and be in the final. Um, you can go to the paddock after this. So I think we'll make a real race of it.
Well, the main danger to Jack's drive is Wardan Buddy. Now, Wardan Buddy does have loads of ability, but as he showed in the semi-final, he can be a little bit wayward. He got up the track and lost the race in the stewards' room. Mark Pitt is going to take the drive. Mark, the ability's there. Yeah, look, he has. He's got tons of ability, that fellow. Um, it's a shame that he gets up the track a little bit, but... Um yeah, he's sort of he's right in it, um, you know, with the draw. Will he look to find the front in that race? Yeah, look for sure. Um, you know, he's got great gate speed, so um, you know, I'm sure we'll be using it. Who do you see as your main dangers? Is is it the horse that beat you in the semi final? Yeah, I'd say it would be. Um, you know, look looking that way, that um, it seems that way at this stage. Um, you know, it'll be. Um, yeah, look, they're probably they're all hard to beat too. But um, yeah, the one that beat him in the semi is probably the one that. Um, He's going to be the one to beat. Hard to miss Harmony's run in the semi-final. Drawn awkwardly, though. Drawn out wide on the track with all of the main chances drawn inside. Ricky Alchin is the trainer-driver. Ricky, what did you make of the draw? Um, look, I actually wasn't that disappointed in the barrier draw, uh, the way he's probably got to be driven in a race like that. I mean, we probably wouldn't want him in the early burn anyway, so drawn there sort of takes that out of consideration. So he'll just slot across and... He, he's worked like he worked with Luxa Turner on Sunday and they both work really nice. So, you know, if he can be in, in the top half of the field and not have to do too much work, he, he can definitely fill a hole. What's his gate speed like? Like, can you float out with um, Nathan Street and Wardan Buddy and obviously Royal Cruiser, they'll, they'll be aggressive at some stage in the race with him. So can you float out and, and settle in the first half of the field? Yeah, definitely. He um, he actually led in the first heat of the uh, Breeders' Challenge where he wasn't, he was still quite green and probably not quite ready to be leading, but he did and he got a bit green. And then the next start, he actually led and handed up to Nathan Street and he went off stride at the about the 500 metre mark. So he didn't actually get the chance for, to see if he could go with him that day. So yeah, he definitely has that early speed if we want to use it and, and float across with him, but we'll just see. See what happens um, in the first couple of hundred metres. Very interesting comments from Ricky Alchin and Jack Trainer. Um, I get the feeling this could be a pressure cooker early, and for mine, this is clearly the hardest of the Group 1 events. I'm going to stick with Wardan Buddy, but I'm very concerned he might have a couple that want to snipe him, which would leave him vulnerable in the shadows of the post. If there is to be a blowout, this could be the race where one of the roughies lob. Um, Royal Cruiser, an absolute beast in his semi-final. He just kept on coming up the straight. He locked wheels with Wardan Buddy, or Wardan Buddy locked wheels with him. think he's going to have to force the hand of a couple here. Nathan Street might be the one who gets the benefit of Royal Cruiser going to war with Wardan Buddy, but I've got him as my third pick. An American spirit has drawn well. He can sit in, do no work, and hope for a split late. So in the two-year-old final, I'm going seven Wardan Buddy, 11 Royal Cruiser, 8 Nathan Street, and 2 American Spirit. Three-year-old fillies get their chance, and that is race number seven on the program at 3.34. Having a look at the fixed odds market, Ludicrous in barrier one is a $15 chance vignette. The first emergency, $101. Major Delight is at $2.10. I Keep Smiling, the favourite at $1.90 after her performance in the semi-finals last week. Tintin Joe has drawn barrier five at $10. Most Triumphant, 101 
Aussie Sweet Pea is at $101. Miss Frau Frau, the second emergency, $101. Smoke Show at $81. Number 10, Sky Blue is a $19 chance. Promised Land for Team McCarthy, $41. And Windy Hill Tara is at $34. As I mentioned, favourite, I Keep Smiling for Luke McCarthy. And she could not have been any more impressive in her semi-final win. Yeah, she went super hazy. She's always, always been a really nice filly and... Um, you know, just sort of Saturday night really, you know, she stood up and, and showed how how good she is. Were you expecting her to just keep giving like she did? Oh, not really. I was sort of, I wasn't sure how the, how the race would pan out. I was happy to try and sort of tuck her in early if I could, but um, I couldn't squeeze in anywhere. So I sort of just had to, you know, move forward quietly outside the leader and just when I whistled her up at the birdcage, yeah, you know, she went into another gear, and yeah, she she done the rest. So, what does that mean for this week? Can you drive her? Will you drive her as aggressively? Will you be looking to slot in? What's what's your plans? Oh, look, major lights drawn inside us, and I've got a lot of respect for for that filly. She's got good gate speed, so like it it, it looks a natural leader. So you know, I'm probably going to end up outside her um, at some stage, and um, you know, but I'll, I'll watch and the the replays, them, them two fillies look the, the top two fillies. And what about um, how much it takes you out of her a week before a, a final going 149.4? Do you have to go, does she have to have an easy week this week or do you just keep doing what she's been doing? Oh, she doesn't really work hard at all um, at home anyway, Hazy. She um, just does most of the work in the pool and the water walker and that. So she, look, she pulled up really good. Um, you know, and she she did do it under her own steam, like she went in line with you know a little bit in reserve. So look, she didn't know she didn't know she went forty nine, and we're really happy with how she's come through the run. So major delight in front, and then at some stage you're going to have to go up and and do the work. You think? I'd say so. Look, and you know, major delight's going to be awfully hard to beat. It like it's a filly that I think will go forty nine if it has to anyway. So. You know, it's going to make for a great race and would have loved to have drawn inside her, but it is what it is and, yeah, we'll look forward to Sunday. The stable also has promised land going around in this final. What do you make of her chances? Yeah, she was unlucky there Saturday night. Just was on the back of Major Light with nowhere to go and run fourth. So, yeah, she needed a good draw to be a place chance. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be hard from where she's drawn out wide there. Interesting to hear what Luke has to say. Let's hear from the other side of the fence, Major Delight. Mark Pitt will drive. Mark, she's been a super filly for you. Yeah, look, she's a great filly. Um, you know, probably haven't driven one better than her for a long time. Um, yeah, look, um, the one of McCarthy's does go really good and you know, I expect it to be a great battle, but um, I think we've sort of got the draw over it this week, so it'll be interesting to see... Um, if it can sit outside Yeah, they ran 149.4 in the semi-final um, uh, last weekend. And, I, and I'm tipping that the, the speed's going to be on with, um, you know, with Major Delight drawing inside that filly and looking to hold the front. Yeah, look, for sure. I think the speed will be on. Um, you know, it's probably a little bit of advantage to us. Um, you know, last week we, we found the front cheap and got a cheap run and, um, you know, didn't have a tough, tough run leading into the final, so hopefully that's an advantage for us as well. That is always a big plus too, isn't it? Because, you know, obviously the other filly's got to go home after running 149.4. She only gets the week in between the semi-final and the final. Your your filly had a lot softer run going into this week's final. Yeah, that's right, for sure. It's got to be a big advantage. Um, you know, as a, um, 
that was four or five second difference. So, um, yeah, look, let's hope that's a big advantage for Major Delight. Tintin Joe is sure to have her supporters after a strong second behind I Keep Smiling on Saturday night. Cameron Hart will take the drive. And Cam, you must have been happy with her performance on the weekend. Yeah, she. I thought her run was super. She probably went a mile in 50 herself, um, you know, in the semi-final, but just run into one better on the night. And, um, you know, the way Luke McCarthy's Philly went, it's probably going to be pretty tough to beat. But, um, yeah, you never know. Obviously, major delights in the race as well. So if they go to war and, and we have an economical run, uh, yeah, she has got the quality to go with them. So, yeah, we'll just probably hope that they can maybe cut each other up a little bit and that might bring us into the race late. It's going to be a big job by the trainers too to pick up two, you know, three-year-old fillies that have gone, you know, one forty-nine and a bit and one fifty, and and back up in a, a Group One final a week later. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, no doubt. Uh, it's probably got to take a little bit out of the tank, but obviously trained by two good trainers, so uh, yeah, they're, they're both known to get horses ready for big races, and um, yeah, hopefully they'll be ready come Sunday. How do you see that race settling down? Where do you, where do you see Tintin Joe in the run? Look, she's got um, probably gate speed to, to maybe nearly cross both of them inside her, but uh, that might be to our, you know, disadvantage late. So, yeah, I'd like to be able to just camp just off them and, and give her one late shot at them. She's just as good with a sit as what she is in front. So I think that's probably our best winning chance to, to beat those two good fillies. No blowout chance in that race? You think it's one of the two big guns or, or yourself that, that that's the winning hope? I think so. Um, you know, they they look to probably be a, a level above everything else. I have a little bit of time for Sky Blue as well. Um, she's drawn a little bit wider, though, which is going to make it tough, but she's still a nice filly on a day and, and has that good tactical speed. Well, Cam, speaking of that filly, Sky Blue, we've got the driver, Jack Trainer. Jack, the barrier draw hasn't been kind. Yeah, but it's a shame that um, she's racing really good, this filly. She's um, just played bridesmaid and still facing in her past couple. Uh, two runs ago, she put in a really good run against um, uh, Tintin Joe, sorry, and, and took off a lot of ground um, off in the run three solid last quarters. So it uh, looked very hard on paper. It's sort of one of those races where we probably need the race to be completely run upside down to be any sort of a hope. Um, so hopefully something along those lines may happen. But, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to look past um, Emma Stewart and Belinda's horses. Their fillies are in great form and look to be going to have a real good battle so we're going to need a lot of luck from the year but she's in great form so you just never know. So you've heard from the main players in race seven the three-year-old fillies I'm going to stick with major delight here didn't blow a rivals away with a, an easy run in front in the semi-finals but you can't knock a filly for winning she's got a great record you'd expect that she's going to be the filly that's in front I keep smiling was unbelievable in her run on Saturday night. She just kept on trucking. Super impressive. Luke suggested it hasn't taken anything out of her, so she's the obvious danger. Tintin Joe, interesting to hear Cam say that if he wanted to cross them at the start, he thinks he could, but at his Philly's detriment, they clearly look the top three. The first four players, Ludacris as well, Brad, she should get a very soft trip from the draw. I'm going three major delight, four I keep smiling, five Tintin Joe, and one ludicrous in race seven, the three-year-old Phillies final. Time to have a look at the three-year-old Colts and Geldings final, the barrier draw and market from Tab. Captain's Knock Barrier 1 is a $5 chance. Waratah Lu has drawn two at $26. Bainbridge for James Rattray in three, $6.50. 
Better Be The Best, the short price favourite at $1.35. Oliver Dan for Pitt and Stewart at $5.50 has drawn five. Il Bandito, a $51 chance in six. Van Basten, the first emergency at $101. Montalbano, the second emergency has drawn barrier eight at $101. Sweetheart Bart at $51 from nine. King Tintin for Neil Day at $101. My Ultimate Snowy at $31 has drawn barrier 11. And Captain's Catch at $101 has drawn barrier number 12. Well, Nathan Turnbull is the trainer driver of the short price favourite. Better be the best. Nathan, what do you make of the barrier draw? Yeah, it's um, good and bad. There's a lot of speed underneath me, and uh, but at least I'm in close order to almost better than being out in you know, 10 or 11 or something. So, yeah, it's in the lap of the gods now, but we're there and he's 100% fit and ready to go. So, yeah, it's in the hands of the racing gods now. You mentioned the speed underneath in Bainbridge. Um, he was an interesting semi-final runner. He showed great gate speed from out wide, crossed and then galloped. Um, and Captain's Knox drawn one, so he's got some toe as well. So there, there could be some fireworks early. Yeah, for sure. They were probably the two I didn't want to draw inside me and nearly the only two that did. But, um, yeah, Brad Thorson's super off the arm as we've seen in the semi and you know, so, so um, that race, he would have crossed it easy if he didn't do the dipsy doodle. So, yeah, there's a lot of speed there. And um, like I said, we're nice and close to him and we'll just have to weigh it up early. And you've got Emma Stewart's horse out wide that race forward the other night. So, yeah, there's options there. And like I said, it's going to be interesting to see how the race unfolds. Ideally for you, would you like to be in front? Oh, ideally, but um, like I said, I think they'll want to probably have their go and try and beat me, but uh, I'm not, you know, too stressed out. He, he's, like I said, he's not a one-trick pony that a lot of people might think he is. Both times I've sat on him down at Menangle, he broke 26 on the way home. So at the end of the day, we might, yeah, if we can't get over or whatever, we hopefully we've got to sit up close and, um, you know, you'll be still right there. Were you happy with his semi-final performance? Yeah, he jogged really. Yeah, uh, I didn't even turn. You know, I tapped him once up top of the straight, and he coasted up the straight with his earplugs still in. So a lot of people are going, you know, oh, he ran a second half slower and all of that garbage. But um, you know, I could have went quicker if I wanted to, but there's no prizes to go and quick. So I just looked after him, and I knew how you know the grand finals this week. So yeah, I left him in the tank really. Is there a blowout chance outside Captain's Knock and Oliver Dan? Is it really only the three horses that can win? I, I I have a lot of respect for Bainbridge. He you know, he won the gold free ride leg of the gold crown and beat us there. I know we got things wrong that night, but um, like I said the other night he galloped on the first turn and still was able to you know, lost three or four lengths of you know, maybe even five lengths and still come off and done a lot come off the fence and in the one I know he had a pretty charmed run after that, but still to be able to make the final after doing all that wrong. If he gets a nice sit up close, he's a definite knockout chance as well. But probably, yeah, the inside five probably have a wood on the outside five, that's for sure. And what about this week? What do you do with him just to, just to keep him ticking over for Sunday? Yeah, he just had a nice hobble up this morning, pretty solid one, and um, couldn't have been happy with his work. And then he'll just uh, jog tomorrow, and then another bit of pace work Friday, and jog Saturday, and then. Down to the big smoke. Does he need? Does he need to have a, a workmate with him, or is he pretty good by himself? 
we are, I always just gallop on with him. Nothing can keep up with him. None of my team anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I usually just have a gallop and pacemaker or if I want to lead, I get the galloper to pull me back and sit outside me just to push him a little bit. But um, he, he could work by himself, but I always just give him a bit of company to race and stuff. So. Do you feel any pressure going, in, going into the weekend? Yeah, fair bit. <laughs> uh, sometimes I'm actually pretty calm, really. Last week I was a little bit antsy because sometimes getting in and past the issue, but once you're in there, you know, there's not, not more that you can do than just have your horse there 100%. And like you said, I rely on a bit of luck on the day, but um, when I've got the right horse going into it, and um, yeah, they've sort of, yeah, they've got to beat me. So I've, I've no doubt I'll be probably. Not a real good bloke to be hanging around with on Saturday and Sunday morning, but um, yeah, I'm feeling not too bad at this stage. Thanks, Nathan. Where does the serious threats for Better Be The Best come from? Is it going to be Oliver Dan, the Emma Stewart-trained three-year-old who was beaten in his semi-final as a short price favourite? Mark Pitt drove on that occasion. Mark, what are your thoughts on Oliver Dan? Yeah, look, he's a great horse. He sort of keeps take, taking the next step um, every time he steps out, but um, you know, he's sort of Drawn outside some of the some of his sort of more fancied runners, so um, yeah, look, uh, you know, probably better be the best or captain's not probably the leader. So um, yeah, look, we, we could be one one on the back of better be the best, or if captain's not decides to hold the front, or um, you know, he'll be somewhere in the running line. I'd say. What did you make of his semi final performance? Were you happy with it? I thought he went super. Um, you know, he sort of got cost at the start and done all the work and. Um, no, he did hit the front, but um, Captain Snocky can't knock him. He's a great horse, and he just fought back and, and beat us right on the line. Cameron Hart will take the drive on my ultimate snowy for trainer Jared Alchin. He's one of the roughies in the race, but Cam, do you have an opinion of the horse? Yeah, he's a really nice horse. He, um, he's had his fair share of issues, but uh, this time in, he seems to be you know keeping nice and sound. And um, Yeah, I thought his last couple of runs were really good. He, he obviously had his first blowout for a while in that heat and, and they went good time and just got a little tired but then on Saturday he had to do a bit of work and was really happy the way he stuck on uh, for a horse like better be the best not to really run away from him um, after having to you know move outside him I thought that it was really good. Drawn wide you do have better be the best in four and Bainbridge three captains not one they might go hard early to, 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 to find positions. Yeah for sure there looks to be a lot of speed on paper so um, yeah, I think we'll probably try and use his tactical speed late and just hope they go crazy and maybe, um, you know, go over a couple of shortcuts. And, you know, he's definitely a horse good enough to, to knock them off if they do go, you know, too hard early for themselves. Ricky Alchin has Il Bandito in the final. Ricky, the barrier draw hasn't been kind with all of the big guns drawing well. Yeah, look, that, that the barrier draw has made it tricky for Il Bandito, but if he can just... Um you know, if he can beat a few home, we'd be wrapped. Um, he's probably is our class, but he's in it, so we'll see see how he goes against them. The McCarthy Stable has two in the three-year-old Colts and Geldings final, Waratah and Sweetheart Bart. Luke Waratah has drawn the better. Yeah, nice little horse. Him and Sweetheart Bart, they're both nice horses. They're not, they're not top horses, but they'll, you know, they'll sort of go throughout their career and, and do a good job for the connections and you know, they're probably third or fourth, fifth chances, you know what I mean? Just Waratalu is obviously the better chance from the draw. So will you drive Waratalu? Um, I'll drive Sweetheart Barton, Jack's 
had a bit of success on Moratalu, so he'll stick with him. Do you reckon that's a one-horse race, or do you think the barrier draws opened it up a bit with Oliver Dan better be the best, Bainbridge captain's knock-all drawing fairly well? Oh, I think it's a great race. As you mentioned, them top four, all very nice, very nice colts, and, you know, tactics will be important, and it'll make a good race for it. Well, you've heard from the leading players. I'm sticking with Better Be The Best. Can't wait to see what he can do when he's pressured. He's doing everything at the moment within himself. So when he gets stretched, he might be something really special. I think they burn early. I think he gets to the front after that. Captain's knock will need to protect the inside. So he is going to have to be chips in early to ensure he doesn't get buried. Oliver Dan is talented, and he might get the chance to let all the fireworks go off before he even arrives at the party. So he might get that last shot and Bainbridge has the speed to worry everyone in the early stages. Four better be the best, one captain's knock, five Oliver Dan, and three Bainbridge in race eight. Race number four is the Breeders' Challenge for the four-year-old mares. The barrier draw looks like this. Sugar for My Honey has drawn one. Kate's Virtue is in barrier two. Solar Express, the first emergency in gate three. Four is Beauty Play for Peter and Will Rickson. Five is Sweetly Spoken, the second emergency Captain's Queen has drawn six. Seven is Heavenly Reason. Eight, Part of Cheval. Number nine, Ideal in Dreams for David Thorne and Jack Trainer. Number 10 is La Vista for Blake Fitzpatrick. 11, My Sweet Sabrina, one of the semi-final winners for Jake Stockton. And number 12, Zenzina. That is the field for the New South Wales Breeders' Challenge. The favourite is Ideal in Dreams. She's been super impressive winning her last two. Jack Trainer is her driver. And Jack... Not an ideal barrier draw, but I guess it could have been worse. No, that's right. Obviously, um, would have liked to have drawn a bit closer to make things a bit easier, but uh, with my sweet Sabrina drawn outside me, and she probably gives us a little bit of insurance that we won't be that far away from getting a good run. And, yeah, she showed over the last couple of weeks that she's right on song. So, uh, yeah, I think she's a really good winning chance. Does Captain's Queen come into the race now? Like, you nailed her on the line in the semi-final, but Captain's Queen obviously got the best draw of the three of you. Yeah, I think so. I think it's definitely one of the ones to beat as well. Um, it definitely went good last night. It took me the whole straight to get it uh, last week. But in saying that, too, it probably had a chance to win then. Uh, I think with Ideal and Dreams and my sweet Sabrina in the race, it makes it a little bit more difficult for it, but you can never write it off. Do you reckon you'll end up with cover on the back of My Sweet Sabrina at some stage? Well, in the perfect world, that'd be great, yeah. So, um, we can log that. It gives us a really good chance. And, yeah, you wouldn't think that um, Captain Queen would be handing over to My Sweet Sabrina. And, you know, if it looked like that, I'd probably be the first one there. would probably be happy to hand to me. All right, Jack. Initially, I thought the two semi-final winners were standouts, but the draws changed that to some degree. Ideal in Dreams has shown to be very good recently when racing off the speed, and she can come with that barnstorming finish that she does possess. David Thorne's got her firing on all cylinders since she's returned from a break, but I am concerned about the speed in this race, especially through the middle of the event. Captain's Queen got her chance to win the semi-final, like Jack said, when she walked through the first 1,200 metres of the race, but she was grabbed on the line by Ideal in Dreams. There's every chance she goes forward here, gets a soft run. She wouldn't have to improve much, and Keep in mind, Ideal in Dreams was closer to her in the semi than she maps to be in this one. My Sweet Sabrina has drawn out in the car park. She's going to have to be really good to win this. Looks best suited when she can lead and run along at her own tempo, and her racing pattern isn't jamming the brakes on and trying to out-sprint a rival. She likes to keep the speed on the whole way. 
Beauty Play chased home our sweet Sabrina in the semi-final. She really savaged the line. She's drawn well. She'll be able to find the right spot early before a couple of the big guns arrive. With clear air and the right run, she can be in the finish. I'm tipping nine, Ideal in Dreams, to win, to beat six Captain's Queen, 11 My Sweet Sabrina, and four Beauty Play. Race number three on the card is the New South Wales Breeders' Challenge final for the four-year-old Entires and Geldings. No fixed odds market at this stage. Let's have a look at the barrier draw. One for All-Stars, Frankie, Stephen, Amanda, Turnbull combined. Two, my ultimate skeeter for Luke Mully. Three, Black Onyx. Number four, Small Tees, the first of the emergencies. Five, Dance and Deliver, who was a semi-final winner. Number six, GFC. Seven is my ultimate Ronnie, the short price favourite for Jared Alchin and Cam Hart. Eight, Keyang Domino was the second emergency Nine, I'm in trouble for Joe Connolly. Ten, one for the roadie. Eleven, St. Viren. And number 12 is St. Crusader, the stablemate to the favourite, My Ultimate Ronnie. My Ultimate Ronnie will be driven by Cam Hart. And this horse has been a very good horse for both he and Jared. Of course, went round in the Eureka only four starts ago and has already won some nice races in his career. Yeah, he's been a super horse to Jared and I. He's obviously been a, you know, a top horse from two all the way through to four now so um yeah he looks a class horse um in this series and yeah he probably deserves to, to win a breeders challenge he, he's run a couple of placings at, at two and three but uh, yeah it'd be nice to get that win he was impressive in his semi-final um workman like he you know you, you got to the front you ran along as as only as fast as everything wanted to let you and then you were able to sprint away from them quite quite comfortably yeah, he did everything that he needed to. He obviously went a nice mile, but still had plenty left in the tank. Um, you know, he's a pretty quality horse and can run good miles. And um, Yeah, just a pleasure to drive, really. How do you see Sunday panning out? Do you think you'll be in front? Yeah, I think I'll be uh, able to find the front. I can't really see any horses there that would want to hold him out. Um, yeah, I think he'll probably be able to get to the top, and hopefully I'll be able to control the race from there. And you know, he can run along or he can run a 25-quarter. So whatever we have to do, um, I'm sure he's up for it. Who are the main dangers? Is uh, All-Stars Frankie a, a chance from drawing in barrier one? Yeah, he's probably the danger. He, he sat on my back in his semi-final as well and um, was able to run second to me. So, yeah, he's probably my main danger. But, um, yeah, I can't really see it going any other way other than what it probably did in the semi-final. The first of the Breeders' Challenge finals, this is for the four-year-old boys. One of the shortest price favourites on the program will be My Ultimate Ronnie. Finished sixth in the Eureka, then was third behind Spirit of St. Louis, who was extremely unlucky in the Vic Cup subsequently. Since then, he's been two from two. He looks to be in the zone at the moment. He simply should be winning. It is often said only bad luck can beat a horse. Well, something really has to go wrong for him to lose. All-Stars Frankie chased my ultimate Ronnie home in the semi-final. Should be able to protect the inside again this week. Chased valiantly in the semi-final. If he does hold the spot behind the leader, he becomes the logical Quinella horse. I'm in trouble also comes out of my ultimate Ronnie semi-final. He was third. He finished off full of running and put together a very slick final 800 metres. He would benefit from a few horses going hard early to try and get the lead before handing over to uh, the favourite. And one for the road, he comes out of the other semi-final. Got a long way back in that small field. He made up ground in the straight. He'll go back here. He'll be saved for one run at them. Again, would see his chances go up if there were a few leaving the gate over the first 400 metres because I can see this being a very slow middle half. I'm going seven, my ultimate Ronnie. One, all-stars Frankie. Nine, I'm in trouble. And ten, one for the roadie. 
Race number nine on the program is the Battle of Beersheba Mobile. It's over the 2,400 metres. Barrier draw and market from tab.com.au looks like this. Our Money Rocks has drawn barrier one, $13. Gordon's Bray, the first emergency at 51 Tasty Delight has drawn three and is a $23 chance. Swayze is in barrier four at $1.35, the dominant favourite for Jason Grimson. Five is Canina Provolima, the second emergency at $81. Star Major is the six at 41 Seven typo for Brad Hewitt at $13. Eight, Spirit of St. Louis, who was unlucky in the Vic Cup, is a $5 chance. Narano, $61. Mac Da Vinci, very impressive last week, $10. 11 is Zeus Bromac at $34. And number 12, Pete Said So, is a $34 chance. Swayze, Cam Hart jumps back aboard after handing the reins across to Jack Trainer last time out. But Cam, what are you expecting from Swayze this Sunday? Yeah, I expect another strong performance. He was out of this world, I thought, uh, first up to, to sit parked and go that sort of time, 52 for the for the long distance. Um, yeah, he's, just, he's a superstar horse, and I expect him to be pretty hard to beat come Sunday. I spoke with Jack after that race, and he said, I was surprised they left me in the chair. Um, he, you know, he didn't get involved early. He said, but once I got outside the ladder, I thought I might roll to the top and didn't. Um, where do you, you know, do you expect that you'll find the top over the 2,400 metres this time around after what he did first up? Well, I believe so. I think you'll have a bit of respect there now. Um, yeah, I was pretty surprised he was parked, but at the end of the day, you can't always, um, you know, find the front when you want to. But, um, yeah, being the mile and a half, I think it would take a pretty good one to, to want to try and hold him out, which, um, yeah, I can't really see one in this field that will want to. And um, qualified from the stand in the trials at, at Menangle for the New Zealand Cup? Yeah, super happy. Um, he did everything right off the stand. He's he is the ultimate professional. He's nice and quiet around, uh, you know, standing around and, and got away really well. And, yeah, he didn't do too much. He just zipped up a quarter and felt super sharp, probably the sharpest he's been, um, you know, since Chase has had him. So yeah, I think he's in a really good spot at the moment. He was just having a look at the results. He, he broke 26 seconds for the final final 400 metres. So he's, uh, he's obviously right on song at the moment. Yeah, he's just in a really good place. Um, you know, he's known for his high cruising speed, but... It, he can take a little bit just to get into that gear, but once he's in it, he, he's just a powerhouse. But um, he come off a really slow speed, obviously didn't want to go too hard when he's got a race Sunday and, and just dipped a quarter and, you know, he just done it on his ear. So I think he's, yeah, probably going as good as ever. Looking forward to the New Zealand Cup, the, the, the you know, the long distances, is that going to play into his favour because he is such a good stayer? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, ever since he probably had his first couple of starts with Jake, he, he really targeted the New Zealand Cup, just, you know, the two miles, and obviously he's got those manners from the stand. So, um, yeah, he's definitely a race that's going to suit, I think. The further the race goes, the better he gets. So, um, yeah, I think it'll suit him down to the ground. All right, Cam, we'll speak with Luke McCarthy quickly because he obviously has a lot to do with Spirit of St. Louis. Luke, Spirit of St. Louis is low-flying at the moment, just racing extremely well. Yeah, he's, he's going really good. He's... You know, Drew 13 in the Vic Cup was unlucky and he's, you know, probably any sort of lucky probably wins the Vic Cup and he's going good. So, you know, he never lets you down in any of these sort of races. So he'll, he'll run another good race. And he went around in, at the trials to just to practice basically under the stand conditions. Is that what that was all about? Yeah, that's all. He, he didn't necessarily need to trial, but it, we just thought it was the only opportunity to give him one more look at the tapes and and um, just for that extra practice and get ready for New Zealand. 
Swayze might be the last leg of a few multis. Um, he does look a put-in and take-out job. Swayze the lead and win this week. Spirit of St. Louis was so good in the Victoria Cup and was looking for clear air in the last 50 metres. Never got it. His trial on Wednesday was good. Our Mac Da Vinci is another one that's low-flying. He broke 150 on Saturday night. He sprinted so quickly when Jimmy Douglas asked him to go. He races well over the longer trip, so he's a definite threat. And Our Money Rocks is another one that likes the longer trip. We'll get a soft run along the marker pegs. And it could be the place to be if Swayze puts the afterburners on at the cages. Four Swayze, eight Spirit of St. Louis, ten our Mac Da Vinci, and number one our Money Rocks. Let's have a look at the support races now. This is the only race I haven't asked the boys to speak about, and it's a really tough trotters race to open the card. No markets up with Tab at this stage, but the barrier draw, Majestic Trios in one. Number two, Red Castleton, the first emergency. Number three is Sunny G, four Funky Monkey, five Scruffy Doolan. Number six is Albizia, seven Aldebaran Tess, eight Doff Your Cap, nine Toro Stride, ten One Magic Kenny, and eleven is Caligula. The reason it's so tough, this race, is that my top two selections both have issues with their manners. Funky Monkey has had issues in the past, but has been pretty good of late up until last start when she was the $1.70 favourite. 14-time winner on the track that has shown her ability when she does do everything right, was beaten by London to a brick over the Mobile Mile three starts ago, and that form would hold up here. Caligula is first up since March. Galloped in the hammerhead when we last saw him. He did trial a couple of weeks ago and was pushed out of the gate. And then once he led, he was pulled out of the trial. There would only be a handful of these trotters that could head to a heat of the Great Southern Star. And this bloke did do that earlier this year. Doffy Cup had to win last start after his main rivals went up in the air. Jared Alchin did say on the podcast last weekend he's seen some improvement in the horse, in his coat since that victory. So on the upward spiral, he becomes a strong chance. And Majestic Trio gets the advantage of the barrier draw, but has a few tricks up her sleeve as well. Was in the right spot last time and went up in the air at a crucial time. I'm going four, Funky Monkey, 11, Caligula, eight, Doffy Cap, and number one, Majestic Trio. Race number two on the program. This is for the Rising Stars. No market out for this one. Uh, number one, just roll your own. Olivia Frisbee gets the drive. Two, our Uncle Jim for Gemma Coney. Three, Lockheel, Leighton Green. Four, Blazing Home for Taylor Osmond. Five, Don Lou for Harrison Ross. Crime Don't Pay is in the six for Jet Turnbull. Seven, Foxy Dada is the first emergency in seven. Eight, Arden's Delight for Jack Chapel. Number nine, My Ultimate Carter for Jack Brown. 10 is Constantina, the second emergency. 11, Teresa Love for Travis Bullock. And number 12, Van Basten. Grace Pinella gets the drive. Couple of trainers we can talk to here. Jack Trainer's got a couple. And then Ricky Alchin can tell us a little bit about Van Basten. Uh, Arden's Delight's probably the best of my two. She's drawn a little bit closer and um, she's been in great form. Hard to fault since she's come over from New Zealand. And Teresa Love, she probably had a chance last start. She raced good. She's just an honest mare, but probably from that draw, probably just have to drive her for a bit of luck. And um, unfortunately, it looks like we're probably fighting out place money anyway with Blazing Home managing to get in that race. He's obviously a class three-year-old, and um, I think he's done a lot of work first up. At his first start back last week, but if he's come through that run any good and um, is back to his best, I'd say he'd take a lot of beating. So hopefully we can fill a place and um, hopefully the juniors get around safe and have a good time driving at Menangle. And Ricky, your turn. Um, Van Basten's drawn very awkwardly, but sometimes in those um, junior driver races, they can uh, sort of go pretty hard. And if that happens, that will suit him. I thought he's run in the semi-final last week was really good. He was only beaten uh, four or five metres into six. 
Um, so, yeah, he'd look, he, he could be a little sneaky each way, Ken. Yeah, so race number two, the Rising Stars series. Um, having a look back over the years, some very talented drivers have competed and won this event. Never an easy race, and the occasional roughy does bob up. And saying all of that, I'm going to go with Blazing Home, despite his performance in the West Wylong Cup first up from a break. I can't really make too many excuses for him. He led without too much drama, got a comfortable first half of the last mile, but was beaten on the turn. Second up, concern, especially on the week backup after the performance. And I wouldn't be rushing in and taking silly odds, but he does get Taylor Osman, and she does so, and she has been driving very well. Hardest to beat will be Don Liu for Harrison Ross and Mark Roll. Forget his run two starts ago when he was put into the race when the speed went on and his chances went up in smoke. He hit the line strongly to his most recent effort when fourth behind our Uncle Jim. Speaking of our Uncle Jim, he got a deserved victory last weekend when he was driven a treat by Will Rickson. His runs prior had been full of merit and he again can be in the finish. And Lockyer will appreciate the draw and should be able to settle a bit closer than he has at his past three. He did win two on the bounce in September. I'm prepared to forgive a couple of recent efforts in stronger grade. I'm going four blazing home, five Don Lou, two our Uncle Jim, and three Lock Eel. Final event goes at 5.14. Barrier draw, Arden's ace in one. Number two, Janati. Three, Saginaw. Four is Danger Zone for Belinda and Luke McCarthy. Five, Boom. Six, Brados Lad for Ricky Alchin. Seven is Romany. Eight, Firestorm Red. Number nine, One Big Shoe for Ricky Alchin. The first emergency. Ten, Gordon's Bay. And 11 is Kanina Provlima. That's the final field for the last. Just a couple of quick hitters. We'll catch up with Luke about Danger Zone and then hear from Ricky, who's got Brados Lad. Yeah, he's a nice horse, Crazy. Sort of, his form had been good. And then we give him a bit of a freshen up and first up on Sunday, but his work's been good and I'm sure he'll run a good race. And Ricky? And Brados Lad, he, he's actually going really well. He was unlucky at Newcastle last week. He was tucked away on the fence and never got a clear crack at him in the straight. But, you know, same thing. If that race has run true and he's not doing too much work and close enough, I'm sure he'll be running home. I'm going with Danger Zone. Hasn't raced for a month, but did win two starts ago when he pounced on the lead over the long trip and ran through the mile rate in 154.4. I think that would be good enough form to get away with this. Gennady was crossed in his last start defeat. Trainer Jared Alchin did say on the podcast he thinks when horses graduate to that 95 level, they need a run or two just to season them. Saginaw has been racing very consistently. He's won or been placed in his last eight starts, so he's a must for trifectas. And Firestorm Red beat Gennady last weekend when he crossed from out wide. Interesting to see if they opt to light the fuse again. I'm going four Danger Zone, two Gennady, three Saginaw and eight Firestorm Red. That does wrap up the preview. I want to thank all the boys who gave up their time to join me. Mark Pitt, Cam Hart, Luke McCarthy, Nathan Turnbull, Ricky Alchin and Jack Trainer. I think they'll have a big day on Sunday. I think they'll win most of the races. Hope to see plenty of people out at the track this week. Thanks for listening. Don't forget the Sunday session will be out a little later this Sunday as I'll review all the action from Tabcourt Park Menangle. Have a great Sunday.